0: Blog Talk Radio. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. I'm a goat, and for those of y'all who don't know what a goat is, it means the greatest of all time, and I consider myself one of those. So thank you very much. Here it goes. <laughs> What I was worried about, everyone thinks that my career is down the tubes, and I'm in some dusty garage, inhaling them carbon monoxide fumes, and everyone's telling me what I should do, When I watch it come out of what you rap about, and I know that I got a lot of the i that I gotta get out, and I'm not sure how this is gonna come off, they're probably gonna think that I'm coming off, that's cocky, <laughs> like I just started giving the fuck what you really think about me, see the thing about me, and you don't really know a thing about me, everyone's making this think about me, like some kind of horror of that of the
2: king around me, surround me with all the big killers and it is a Thursday, September 6th, 2018, and you're listening to a special Thursday edition of the Triggered and Divided podcast. My name is Bobby Cuomo, and you are listening along. I am alongside Mr. Dylan Nave. How you doing, Dylan?
3: Good. How are you?
2: I'm doing good. You know, just resisting. Maybe I'm, I'm the guy pissed. in the White House who wrote that off ed
3: Ooh, maybe I know. am.
2: Oh, that would be hilarious <laughs>
3: Then you be would be ridiculous. the GOAT I, I am the GOAT
2: uh, Eminem is the GOAT at this point Dude
3: I think this album um, put him
2: over
3: He He fucking <clears throat> He's a fucking Viper, man Motherfucker doesn't need to be fucked with
2: No, he sure doesn't I thought he was getting soft
3: Nope I just, what, because he's 46 is he 46
2: years old? That is insane. Well, 50. I, want to, I want to welcome to everyone in the program, Church and Divided. Usually we go every Tuesday, but this week we're going to go on a Thursday because there's so much that happened from the time we would have had the podcast till now that we just had to do one today instead. Uh, we have a lot to cover. Um, we have the whole Nike Colin Kaepernick topic that we're going to dig hella deep in for most of this podcast we're also going to dig deep into resistance the op-ed piece in the New York Times that attacked Donald Trump and we're going to we're going to read parts of that piece um throughout the whole broadcast and go over them piece by piece because it is a fucking doozy uh have you read that piece at all cuz i have not on purpose Dylan. i want to read, read it out loud for the first time
3: i read about i don't know the first few paragraphs and then skimmed over the next cuz it just seemed like bullshit to me Feels like somebody got their dick hard, wrote into the New York Times with some bullshit, and said, oh, this will go big, and look what it did.
2: It's, it's pretty heavy. Do you, I mean, this is something that has literally never has happened before, ever. There has never been someone up in the senior ranks that has, in a sense, defected to the New York Times to basically air out all kinds of dirty laundry I' right, already to put their face out there. I mean, I've read pieces of of the article. I just haven't read the whole thing. But I mean, it does, I mean, it takes balls no matter what to give out your name to not give out your name. It really, doesn't matter to go out there and do it for the New York Times, a pretty uh, respectable newspaper in the world of newspapers, to allow that to happen means oh, the source, the source is verified, and that they believe the source. Otherwise, they would have never ran something like this before.
3: It's an so, opinion article. They run those shit all the time, dude. Uh,
2: not It literally from, is an opinion. An, but not from an anonymous source that high up in the Trump administration.
4: We don't even know how high up this source is.
2: I mean, this never happened during the Clinton, Bush, Reagan. Well, it's just never. It's actually never happened. Period. Uh, I mean, I know that you're like I don't care, but it's still something that's never happened. So it's something. It's a spectacle. It's something to talk about. It's something new.
3: Is it right? I mean, do, are are we considering this to be a a ethical or a moral thing? Like, I don't think so. I think it's pretty fucking um, stupid.
2: No, I we I don't consider it to be. Ethical. I do consider it to be unprecedented. I mean, the headlines are. This is the the headline of the article and its isn't an you're opinion,
3: cutting in and out a lot, bro. I am
2: part. Am I? Says I am the part. I am part of stints inside the Trump administration. That's what the headline says. Did you hear that? Okay. Yeah.
3: Okay. I mean, who gives who gives, so who gives how, a shit what they said starts. they are? I don't think it's verified at
2: all. Um, I have worked for. Well, my high school paper, my college paper, and I've written for a publication before. And if you have a reference, if you have a a person who doesn't their name, the editor has to go and verify that person, to verify if that person is real, and they have to verify if what that person is saying is at any at all verifiably correct. That's their responsibility. Even in an opinion mm-hmm. piece, that's what they have to do.
3: Oh, so trust so media.
2: Believe,
3: yes. The, the, yeah, you know, we've, trust
2: we've been screaming about how,
3: how yellow journalism is a well alive and well today and how people aren't really reporting the truth and, and that fake news whether that be a branded thing now or before is wild on, on both sides of an aisle. So like is it suddenly because they issued out this completely insane theory that somebody in the Trump administration is currently trying to undermine the negative effects on this country like are are we really going to assume that they're just totally going to tell the truth now really i mean if anyone else agrees Um, with me you can call in 646-668-2950 and tell me how stupid you think the idea that somebody actually would be doing (laughs) this or you could call 646-668-2950 and 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 try to tell me i'm wrong but i'm not going to not gonna fall fuck that dude there's there's no way there's no way like we're 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 staying here to we think a lot of his policies are very strong for the united states but we are here for those very few that that
5: are gonna destroy america like oh
3: my god dude it's another fucking it's another fucking joke another joke another rally cry well there's i i, I so a joke. bad he has really spies
2: do. Well, this is what the premise of the article says. And please, Dylan, if I if I continue to break up, just let me know on air. It's okay. It's not fucking Joe Rogan. Um, this is what it says in the opening set, opening paragraph. The Times is taking the rare step of publishing an anonymous op-ed essay. The author, a senior official. I'm
3: publishing an anonymous op-ed
2: what? Essay. Okay. We have done so at the request of the author, a senior official in the Trump administration, whose identity is known to us, whose job would be jeopardized by its disclosure. We believe publishing this essay anonymously is the only way to deliver an important perspective to our readers. We invite you to submit a question about the essay or our vetting process. And then it gives a link. So, so we know who it is, right.
3: and we've totally verified it, but, like, they don't want you to know who they are, and, like, we don't want you to know who they are, so, like, you, you're just going to have to take our word for it that we didn't just, like, cook this up in the kitchen. Fuck off. It's not verified. It's bullshit. It's
2: and, unverified. And you know what? They did this, your and they did this to themselves, and that, I mean, the reason why you have this opinion, there is a reason, you know? Um, they have over and over and over again been busted with fake news. I mean, it's been proven though no? I mean, I've, it's I
3: mean, been yeah, it's been caught on video. Somebody saying that the entire Russia investigation was a nothing burger and uh, what else? Bullshit. Mostly bullshit. It's ratings. I mean, this is this is not a fucking song that we haven't heard before.
2: Um, well this is most definitely a particular song that we have not heard before.
3: It's just a different key. It's still the same song. It's just a different key. Like it's same tune.
2: Hella, di- hella different key.
3: Okay. It's still so the same far, song. Though, we
2: have, we have, so far we have Mike Pence, Joe Mattis, all denying that they're, I mean, that they're denying that they're the anonymous source. I mean, this is where we're at though. Like, Everybody is like, who Who is this guy? And, and the New York Times did exactly what they probably sought out to do, and that was to put a level of mistrust inside that administration that will drive uh, Donald Trump crazy. What if, it, and what if
3: it's a I female? It what if it's a female in the administration, and they're all looking at a him?
2: Well, there there was this article that referenced the source to be a he. But then the New York Times came out and said, No, 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 that was unver- unverified. The only thing that we know about this source is that it is Republican. They say in this article that they are a Republican and that they support the agenda of the president. This is what they say, they support the agenda of the president, but they don't support the the dumbfoundedly like the, the area the the direction going. I'll I'll find this part in this school. Um, but that's all we know. Republican. How many female Republicans are in the White House, Dylan? <laughs> is it Kellyanne? Um, is it Kellyanne? There's
3: a lot. I'm just kidding. I think there's like two. <laughs> I
2: was like, damn, I didn't know. <clears throat> no, but uh, Donald Trump um, responded um, to this. Um, In a press conference yesterday, and I'm going to play the first part right now.
0: I am part of the resistance inside
1: the Trump administration. Hey, hey, I asked the the sheriffs, can you imagine this? We have somebody in what I call the failing New York Times that's talking about he's part of the resistance within the Trump administration. This is what we have to deal with, and you know, the dishonest media, because you people deal with it as well as I do, but it's really a disgrace. Uh, I I will say this. Nobody has done what this administration has done in terms of getting things passed and getting things through. A article was just printed, just came out a few minutes ago. Trump breaks the record for budget gridlock wins, scores big wins.
2: So I want you to imagine this. Can you hear me good now, Dylan?
3: Yeah, I can hear you much better.
2: Oh, perfect. And I I do apologize about that. I have a terrible microphone, but I'm going to fix that next week. So Donald Trump is at the White House, and he is receiving an award by a group of some of the most uh, awarded deputies and sheriffs in the whole country. They all came out to the White House, and they all came out in um, solidarity of, of showing Trump some respect with an award about, how much he's given the, all the law enforcement, more funding and, and more um, resources and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. So he's receiving this award. They're buttering each other up with compliments, Trump and the, and the deputies. They come out and the first fucking question was about the resistance. So here's, here's about 50 deputies and sheriffs on one side, Donald Trump in the middle, the media on the other side, and they don't give a fucking shit about the deputies or the sheriff, of the media, showing them no respect. Asking them that stupid fucking question about the resistance, and you could hear the deputies and the sheriffs every time Donald Trump said something that they liked they roared, like they didn't just cheer, they roared. And watching it was just unreal to me. Um, did you did you see that at all?
3: No, I've, I've I've actually been trying to stay off social media a lot. I I get really roped into that shit, and then I start commenting, and then I just get mad. So I've been I've been backing off a lot. Honestly, I just I look up stuff to make, uh, make a good show, and then I learn, I learn from you, Bobby, to be
2: honest. <laughs> well, at least you bring a great perspective, a fresh perspective when, you, when you're hearing things for the first time. I want you to hear the second part of this um, battle between Trump and the media while the sheriffs and the deputies are standing there.
1: Nobody has ever done in less than a two-year period what we've done. So when you tell me about some anonymous source, within the administration, probably who's failing and probably here for all the wrong reasons. Now, and the New York Times is failing. If I weren't here, (laughs) I believe the New York Times probably wouldn't even exist. And and someday when I'm not president, which hopefully will be in about six and a half years from now. The New York Times and CNN and all of these phony media outlets will be out of business, folks. They'll be out of business, because there'll be nothing to write and there'll be nothing of interest. So, nobody has done what this administration has done. And I agree, it's different from an agenda, which is much different than ours, and it's certainly not your agenda, that I can tell you. you. It's about open borders, it's about letting people flee into our country. It's about a disaster and crime for our country. So, they don't like Donald Trump, and I don't like them because they're very dishonest
3: people. (laughs) Woo! Right? He went in. The arrogance is fucking seeping, and it's delicious. Every drop.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I didn't think it was going to be that juicy when I watched it. Holy moly.
3: Yeah, dude. He went in. Fuck, like quit holding back General,
2: punches. What people don't don't really um, realize what happened is they're not seeing, we don't have a video, but the video of this, Donald Trump whips out a piece of paper that he had in his pocket, and on this piece of paper was all of these – these a rundown of all of the things, all of his accomplishments, and we didn't play that in the audio, but he just ran down all – and I didn't do it because there's and it's fucked up. I don't like Donald Trump. It's well-documented. But his list of accomplishments were so long, it was too long for an audio piece for this podcast. Let's just give it to you like that. And he went on and on and on and on and on with cheers and jollies from the, like, the deputies and sheriffs, just utter silence from the media. But it's, yeah,
3: great. That's... it's great when you keep winning and winning and winning. And you're going to say, Ooh. Donald, please. No, I'm so sick of winning. We can't take it anymore. And guess what we're going to do? We're going to just keep winning and winning and winning. Oh, my God. I love it. Well, I don't know about all that, but I mean, um, I, I, I see I... a bunch of dubs and I see a bunch of L's rolling around going, well, fucking resist. I'm going to write to the New York Times.
2: Well, allow me to read a little bit of this. i me read just the first short couple paragraphs as we go piece by piece with this. This is the, the Resistance article from the New York Times. President Trump is facing a test to his presidency unlike any faced by a modern American leader. It's not just that the special counsel looms large or that the country is bitterly divided over Mr. Trump's leadership or even that his party might well lose the houses to an opposition hell-bent on his downfall. It's a dilemma, which he does not fully grasp, is that many of the senior officials in his own administration are working digitally with, from within to frustrate parts of his agenda and his worst inclinations. Wow. I mean that's it's pretty deep.
3: bullshit. It's Sounds a, like bullshit.
2: Pretty uh, pretty dark dark first couple paragraphs. I mean you read that and you're like, "Oh shit." And then it goes on. I would know. I am one of them. To be clear, ours is not the popular resistance of the left. We want the administration to succeed. And I think that many of its policies have already made America safer and more prosperous. Very strange. Very strange. New York Times thought that here. Like he's he's saying that Trump's policies have been has made America more safe, better, prosperous. <laughs> I, I understand. We're uh-huh. here.
3: We're here to stop him. Don't you worry,
2: snowflake. We got you and your made-up gender. Yeah, I'm a little. I'm a little confused here. Let me uh, let me let me skip down. Da, 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 da. Oh Lord, this is juicy. Let's see. So don't get me wrong. There are bright spots that the near ceaseless negative coverage of the administration fails to capture: effective deregulation, historic tax reform, a more robust military, and more. But these sex, these successes have come despite. Not because of the president's leadership style. Wow. Petuous, adversarial, petty, and ineffective. (laughs) shit. So he just went on – so whoever this is just went on a list of all the amazing things that have come from the Trump administration, deregulation, tax reform, robust military. But he said that it's becoming – Despite the president's leadership style, not because. We're doing do so good because he's just so bad,
3: and we're just trying to do so good.
5: Resist, vote for us, please, fucking blue wave! Dear God, we need jobs. I mean, this is a Republican rightist. I
2: was city that he does pull for blue wave
3: now. Are you pulling the phone away from your face? Because that all didn't come through at all.
2: No, I'm just uh, okay. I'm saying you don't think that the author is hoping for a blue wave.
3: I mean, yeah, it sounds like it.
2: So he's a Republican, though. Right. Or it's,
3: she. It, I mean, it it that doesn't really matter. They're sitting there saying that these are all happening in spite of how shitty he's doing. Like we're making
2: <laughs> successes
3: because he's just so
2: shitty. <laughs> Like, I don't know.
3: This, this sounds like some Mickey Mouse bullshit.
2: Well, it, it goes on. Meetings with him will veer off topic and off the rails. He engages in repetitive rants, and his impulsiveness results in half-baked, ill-informed, and occasionally reckless decisions that have to be walked back. Wow.
3: <laughs> so, like, he just can't lead. They just, you know, everything he says, we have to just, like work backwards and like redo it. He's like the kid in the project that just fucks it all up and then gets credit. Cause we all did a great job.
2: Oh, this is, this is hardcore. I, I mean, reading this for the first time on air is absolutely amazing. This is Donald Trump has to be incest. Did you know that he, do you know the tweet that he wrote in response to this? Do you know what it said? What? It was one word. Oh, one word tweet no treason treason, With a period. treason.
3: wow yeah. well yeah. i uh i definitely think there's going to be some type of vetting process within the administration and and i think if there was a person in the administration who wrote this then they will be
2: found Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you insinuating, then, that you think that this potentially could be a completely fabricated piece, not even written by anyone in the White House? Yes. Wow. Why do you say that?
3: Because it's what their fucking viewers want. It's ratings gold.
2: It is ratings gold. It is juicy. I mean, Remember we, we weren't going. Go, I mean,
0: oh, his golden fucking showers.
2: This was not house. This was not how the podcast was supposed to go. We were going to go Kaepernick deep and just talk about race issues. <laughs> Shit, and let's talk.
3: Let's, let's talk about motherfucking Kaepernick. No, 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 no,
2: no. We we, we will get there. I I just want to I want to get to a few extra points before we get there. I want to read you Melania Trump's response to uh to this this op ed in the New York Times. Oh boy. If a person is bold enough to accuse people of negative actions, they have a responsibility to publicly stand by their words, and people have the right to be able to defend themselves. To the writer of the op-ed, you are not protecting this country. You are sabotaging it with your cowardly actions. It's from Melania. Like the quietest fucking person in the White House.
3: I mean, she's she protecting her husband. <laughs> Can you blame her?
2: Oh, absolutely. No, I, I don't blame her at all. No, of course not. Of course not. I mean, of course there's, you know, this, this goes along that with she's the... the fucking...
3: You know, if you have nothing to fear, you have nothing to hide. Right, but if you got something to say, say it with your chest. <laughs> I guess. Why you got to be so subverted like a little bitch? Why can't you just come out and be like, hey, I, um, I'm resisting him, and... Oh, I don't want to lose my job, though, so I'm just going to be, like, super anonymous. No, I don't fucking believe it. It's, it's too perfect. It's too clean. It's too, like, oh, my God, we're winning. Yes, resist. Fuck Trump, yeah. Get the
2: pin. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's an odd one because it, if it was from the left, it doesn't really hold the leftist um, status quo.
3: Um, right, they said they were Republican.
2: Yeah, they said the Republicans and they well support fabricated. a lot of the things. Sure, sure, but it's just—it's very, very interesting, and it's—it's it's very telling. And I—I I really feel like this is just one big cat call, one big gaslighting. I—I I want to read another part of this because I feel like this is so important. This person says this isn't the work of the so-called deep state; it's the work of the steady state. Given the instability many witnessed. There were early whispers within the cabinet of invoking the 25th Amendment, which would start a complex process for removing the president. But no one wanted to precipitate a constitutional crisis. So we will do whatever – oh, my God. So we will do what we can to steer the administration in the right direction until one way or another, it's over. the fuck does that mean?
3: Um, whether or not he's <laughs> elected again or he just gets out of office or he ends up dying or he ends up getting impeached like until it's over. Or he does killed. President. Right, but nobody wants Pence to come in and have his LGBBQ because he fucking will. Especially with the validation of an assassinated fucking president. Are you kidding me? He gets to finish out Trump's term. Imagine this, bro. Trump's term right at the end or right at the beginning, his second one. Pence takes over because Trump gets assassinated because he got reelected. Then, when Pence gets over and through his presidency because it was validated, all the policies made of, uh, you know, this and that, Trump said this, Trump said that, and it all gets validated because he got killed. Then, you straight up have Pence for eight fucking years, or potential for eight years. You
2: can actually have
4: Pence for a potential
2: of more than eight years. Let's just say Trump was Um, impeached or uh, killed right now, he would carry on the term that that Trump has, and then he could run again twice. Right. So he could be president for the next fucking decades.
3: (laughs) Wouldn't that be dope?
2: No, fuck that, dude. Mike Pence, dude dude that fucking thinks that gay people should be put in fucking, like, gay therapy classes and shit, doesn't believe in fucking legal marijuana, doesn't believe in fucking safe legal legal abortion, he's kind of a fucking war hawk. So I, don't, mean, I, don't I don't know, man. Kill
3: Trump. I, maybe, don't, maybe we shouldn't, <laughs> you know, assassinate Trump.
2: Hey, I've, I've never advocated for that shit, so I don't want fucking Donald Trump to fucking get assassinated. I don't want any president to get assassinated, because, you know what happens to countries where The president gets assassinated. They lose their fucking shit. Like, I honestly think if it wasn't for the Vietnam War, I don't think anyone's ever really said this, but, like, the Vietnam War kind of kept this country in in semi-check because after JFK got shot and then Martin Luther King and Bobby Kennedy, like, this country was losing its good goddamn mind, and at least they found something all to unite against the Vietnam War. Otherwise, Yeah, Vietnamese
3: rice farmers.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not saying the war was right, jackass.
3: You know who is you know who is right, Colin Kaepernick. Wait. You know what? Who, you know who you know who is wrong though.
2: What? What? Wait! Wait! wait hold on! What's what, what's going on right now? What's,
3: I just switched, I switched.
2: What's going on? Here, wait, did Dylan did Dylan just say Colin Kaepernick was right? Oh fuck! You know what? Fuck this! Fuck this!
3: Colin Kaepernick is right. Bobby killed himself. <laughs> Honestly, I've never, I've never had an issue with what Colin Kaepernick was doing. I've always said that he was allowed to take his fucking knee, and I mean, he he is right to take a knee, and he is right to try and maintain his image. I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, yeah, no, it, he's it, not. It, it's, no, no, it's absolutely the, no, no. the ad campaign is absolutely right. Believe in something.
2: Yes. I mean, I'm stunned. Really? I mean, I guess you know what? You know, maybe it was Laura who was adamantly against Colin Kaepernick. Maybe that's who I was arguing against.
3: I mean, I, I, I said that I thought his argument was dumb. I I thought his protest was dumb. I didn't think it was the greatest protest ever. But sure, do it all you want. I I mean, I I think it's pretty documented. I don't give a fuck if people burn a flag or not stand up for my special song. I don't give a shit. <laughs>
2: Stand up for my
3: you better stand well, for up, for up for the government song or family. the fucking magic sky cloth won't freedom.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well for everyone who's been living under a fucking rock. And if you're <laughs> listening to our show, I'm sure you've you already have had uh, you've been knee deep into this coming happening bullshit, but uh here's a good uh, introduction by CBS, just to kinda get everyone with this- it.
0: There is sharp reaction tonight to word that Nike signed Colin Kaepernick for a new ad campaign. The quarterback says the NFL has blackballed him over the anthem protests. President Trump today said the Nike deal is, quote, a terrible message. More on this now from Jim Axelrod.
1: In the polarizing debate over NFL players taking a knee during the national anthem. Get that son of a bitch off the field right now. Out. He's fired. Nike has now made its bet, announcing one of the faces of its 30th anniversary Just Do It campaign, Colin Kaepernick, the quarterback who started the protest two seasons ago. The ad reads, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Shown over a picture of the player who hasn't taken an NFL snap since he started taking a knee.
2: So there you have it. Colin Kaepernick joining Nike, basically being the face of Nike on their 30th anniversary Just Do It campaign. This really isn't surprising, though, as far as Nike is concerned. Colin Kaepernick, I don't even think is the most um, controversial person they've ever had, be their spokesperson. Do you remember the Charles Barkley ad in the 1990s, Don? No, I don't. Oh, man. Barkley in a Nike ad turns to the camera, and says, I am not a role model. You don't remember that?
3: Mm-mm, not at all.
2: Oh, wow. I wish I, I wish I uploaded it. I just figured, you, you probably know about it. You go, you're, so, you're such a baby, though. <clears throat> oh, pardon me. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I just took a, a fat chug of a, a Great great Divide Colette beer I'm drinking. Delicious. In any event, um, in the 90s, I think it was in the mid-90s, um, Charles Barkley and Nike got together and made an ad of him saying that he's not a role model and telling why he's not a role model. And this pissed off people so fucking much. This was was a notorious ad. This this wasn't big for like a week. Like we might talk about this Colin Kaepernick ad for maybe the next week and then we'll move on. But in the 90s, this was talked about for, I want to say, years. Like this was – it was ran for years. And it basically turned like professional athletes who – had this stigma about them that they had to be this kind of person. They had to be this role model. But Charles Barkley was like, "No, f that. You know, I don't, I don't want to be. I don't want to be a role model." And Nike went with it. You know, Tiger Woods cheated on his wife with how many women? Dylan, like, I don't know, like twenty-five women or something. Everyone dropped him. Gillette dropped him. Um, Coca-Cola dropped him. A lot of a lot of a lot of sports. Um, Affiliated advertisements dropped Tiger Woods. You know who didn't? Nike. Nike didn't. Uh, Kobe Bryant accused of rape. Uh, he was dropped all kinds. From I worked at ESPN zone when Kobe Bryant got uh, accused. And we took Kobe Bryant's down, name down from all of our retail stuff down in the store. And who stuck with Kobe Bryant? Nike. So it's not like this is new. You know, this is what they do. Who they are you
3: know? Well, they're targeting their so. demographic that they get the most money from, eighteen to thirty fives, which people who talk about Kaepernick are going to be younger. It makes sense.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it. I think it makes sense for sure. But that didn't stop people from destroying. Like, I was watching. I was watching videos of.
3: Uh, Holy shit! It sounds <laughs> well, like you put your phone like, on the other side of the room. How about now? Now it's good. It just sounded like you walked away from your phone and came back. That's weird.
2: I swear I'm going to get the deliciously good, good microphone. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, um, uh, see, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I, oh yeah, there. I was talking about the the shoe burning. Have you watched any of those videos? The what? Of the the shoe burnings. No, I haven't. Oh man. So, yeah, all, all kinds of people are making um, Nike videos of burning all their clothes, of burning all their shoes. Oh,
3: yes. Okay, I have seen some of them. One guy lit himself on fire with his feet. Or his, his feet <laughs> I don't know, his know if shoes. that was
2: real, though. I don't
3: know. It looked pretty was real to me. that real?
2: I don't know. I don't know. That that one doesn't that one doesn't feel real to me. I, I saw that meme with the feet burning, but I didn't see that video. That just didn't look like my cup of tea. But, um I want to play Donald Trump's response to Colin Kaepernick. He responded.
0: There is sharp reaction tonight to word that Nike signed Colin Kaepernick for a new ad campaign. The quarterback says the NFL has blackballed him over the anthem protests. President is that the Trump same today clip? Today, said the Nike deal is quote a terrible message. More wow. Is that the same clip? I think so.
2: Oh, disaster.
5: He
3: said it was a terrible campaign. He said it was terrible.
4: Yeah.
3: He didn't really give it much more. I don't think he wanted to, to be honest.
4: Wouldn't
3: you love to see one of these NFL owners,
1: when somebody disrespects our flag, to say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now. Out. He's fired. He's fired!
3: That's what he said way way back,
2: right?
4: <laughs>
2: oh, I know. He said that probably like almost two years ago, I think. Yeah. When the when it really all started, I couldn't believe he said that. Lobbying for a private business to fire someone over free speech. It's interesting.
3: I mean, they signed a contract that's a little different than just free speech, buddy.
2: Nah. What do you mean?
3: How um, is that not free speech? It's part of their contract to stand for the national anthem, and if they don't want to, they must go to the locker room. That's been in the rules for years, and he chose I to not do that. I think that's the new
2: rule this year. I don't think that was a a rule last year. I think that's the new rule this year. That, well,
3: they don't signed, he, they he signed a contract, so, I mean, if they deemed him breaking in terms of his contract, then fuck it. I don't give a shit if so he doesn't have a job.
2: The sitting president is going to lobby for a private business to fire someone because of their practices that they're doing, like, when it doesn't even affect anybody. This is ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. To me.
3: The government and the NFL have had deals for a long time to help increase patriotism and, and enlistment into the military. That they would have the national anthem play, and they would have uh, their football players stand up and salute or honor the, the national anthem and the flag. It's a recruiting campaign that's been going on for years between the government and the NFL. So, I mean, it's not like it's brand new that they're doing this. This thing's been around for a long time, you know? Yeah, I'm
2: actually reading about this year's rule, and it's saying that they have the option to not have to cook up. They don't don't have to cook up. They don't want to, and they won't be penalized for it. Whereas I think before they may have had the option to penalize for that.
3: So, contracts suck, don't they?
2: Especially when you don't read them. Well, everyone has had a response to this. Uh, I want to go kind of like that. I did download a, a bunch of responses, and they're not all the same. I swear it's not the same CBS clip. Uh, this one is, let's just go straight to Michael Rapaport, who I love watching. He has amazing commentary on YouTube.
1: You kooky fucking crackers, you. You no. dumb fucks. No. You're so offended by Nike supporting Colin Kaepernick. You're burning your shit. You dumb fuck you. You're so offended, Mm -hmm. deep in your American heart, that Nike is supporting Colin Kaepernick, that you're burning your stuff. Why don't you give it to a homeless person or a homeless veteran? You fucking bum, you. You cut your brand new Nike socks up, but you're walking around in Payless Bobo skips. You had socks that cost more than your sneakers, you dumb cracker, you bunch of fake ass Twitter patriots just do it, everybody just do it buy Nike stock today. trust me, just do it
3: that actually was that. a bad uh, bad advice to buy Nike stock because their ship plummeted um, to two points in the in the first day alone
2: yeah, over twenty four hours but they also got twenty I read that they got twenty six billion dollars. An estimated free advertisement from it, though. Well,
3: so good who for knows? them. Yeah, two so
2: percent. Yeah, and one day they'll make it up. They'll make it up. They, they go through waves like that. They, they, they were like on like a twenty-six percent increase overall, anyways. So they'll be. I think they'll be fine, Dylan. They're going out of business.
4: No, they're not.
2: But here's another response. I got a couple of sports, clips. this one's from Colin. Colin not Colin Kaepernick covered from the herd.
6: Nike's slogan is just do it. It's not just be careful. Just be cautious. Just don't offend anybody. Just don't make a move
5: that hurts for a couple of days the stock price. Nike's slogan is just do it. Just do it. All chips center of the table. Piss some people off Make some others happy Some will burn socks Some will buy shoes Some won't give yeah. a shit
2: Alright Looks like we have a caller uh, Looks like you him In the trigger and divided Who we got called today?
7: Yeah, hey, what up?
2: This is Nas
7: Nas, how you doing? Hey, I'm good, man What's good with y'all?
2: Doing good Doing good We're just kind of going over The whole Colin Kaepernick Nike thing what you calling it? What do you want to
7: talk about? Uh, yeah, I would, I would just separate the the
2: two things. Uh, the
7: Kaepernick thing is, is the same as it was. Like, nothing really changed there. As far as Nike, like any other company, man, they do their due diligence. They know who their customer base is. They know what appeals to them, and that's what they're doing. Like, this, it's nothing bigger than that. Uh, the guy cutting up Nike socks is not their demographic. Like, they don't really care <laughs> too much about their no. opinion. This would be like black folks like getting mad at Wranglers and say, "Oh, we ain't buying Wrangler jeans no more," and start cutting up Wrangler jeans.
3: Wrangler would you be like, "Are yeah, saying black okay, people black don't wear
7: Wranglers?" I'm telling you, Wranglers. Mister Wrangler himself would tell you, black folks don't buy Wranglers.
3: So but who it's, the fuck is like, Mister <laughs> Wrangler? Man, I have no idea.
7: I, I have no idea. But anyway, man, the main point white is white people not allowed to wear FUBU. <laughs> who the hell wears FUBU in 2018, man? Come on, get your jokes up. But really uh, not white people. Um, not any people, motherfucker. What you talking about? But anyway, th- the main point is every company knows their base, especially major multi-billion dollar corporations. They know what demos they sell to. So the people who are angry, uh, they kind of played into their hands, gave them free advertising, made themselves look silly, and also made their base feel better about buying their product. So it was win-win for them.
2: Right. I have a Nike shirt that my friend bought me, and it says just do it on it. And it became like my most political shirt that I have in my whole wardrobe, <laughs> and I have a lot of political shirts. Overnight,
7: <laughs> yeah. Be overnight it yeah, right? a political shirt. Right. And,
2: and then uh, no, another do, thing... do you, on, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question. Do you think that despite the 2% drop or whatever it was over the 24-hour period when Nike announced that Colin was their spokesperson, do you think they'll gain those profits back?
7: Well, I mean, more than likely, yeah, they'll gain that back and much more. But the real thing is nobody, like, studies stock by day, day by day, especially when you're talking about corporations. Like, you don't look at a 2% drop. So, that's it. Nike is finished. They lost 2% the other day. You know how much Facebook lost a couple months ago? You know how much Twitter and all these people lost a couple months ago? They've gained oh, majority I know. of it oh, back. I know. But, you know, these things are boom and bust. You know, it's not a big deal at all. Like, 24-7. Uh, cycle reporting is basically somebody with an agenda and wanting to tell you that Nike is losing money. Uh, Phil Knight and them boys are
2: high. Hit hit your second point. What else do you want to talk about?
7: Well, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, I I was going going to that part, but I guess the other thing would be just watching all of this, man. Why are so many people so damn angry, man? Like, if you don't (laughs) like Kaepernick, the major major thing that should be done in this country is, if you don't like Kaepernick – then you should have – that dude should be on the team and you should be able to boo him while he's on that other team. The idea is you're going to say, if somebody signs him, I'm going to stop supporting him and I'm going to do this. It's a football game, man. ain't that serious. It's like people need to Brian, contract. you know, I,
2: I, I never thought about it like that. If a team were to get Colin Kaepernick to quarterback their team, they would almost undoubtedly get sold-out arenas across the country, – sold-out stadiums across the country. If people just want to come and boo his ass live – Oh man, to really to get your vitriol out like live in person—that's good for the oh, NFL. Dude, go
7: back, go back to that first year when it happened when they traveled to Buffalo. Man, they gave him that work. I mean, that fan base oh, was frosted up dude, and
2: ready, not, and they gave not, it to us. But I'm a, I'm born, I'm a born and raised in New York. I'm a, I'm been a Buffalo Bills fan my whole life. My whole life, I, I remember the Scott Norwood kick. So I, mm. I remember when when Kaepernick went to Buffalo. I was I was really disappointed. Really disappointed in mm-hmm. them, and then yeah, combined to how the they treat how they treat Tyrod Taylor, it makes me wonder.
7: <laughs> Man, that's one of the weirdest things ever. Like Tyrod Taylor is right. Adam Smith. He ain't better than that, but he ain't worse than that. So he's okay. You need to fix everything else, but for some reason they hated that dude. But uh, he's black. Dude, this,
2: this, that's why.
7: This, this is the other thing though. If you had Kaepernick in the league, it would actually lead to more social uh, social media engagement. Because the people who hate Kaepernick and hate to see anybody kneel, man, they're watching before kickoff to see who does it. Then they go and find the player and send them all kind of messages. You know what I mean? Like, they would have been readily involved. And then they would have moved on and watched the game. Ain't nobody sitting there mad all night because somebody kneeled at the the anthem. Man, tell the truth. Most of y'all go get refreshments, use the bathroom, text on your phone, and all that during the anthem. Uh, Excuse me. I I, I do
3: stand up in my living room. I stand up in my living room with my feet at a 45-degree angle, my hat off of my head, my hand covering my heart, facing the music and thinking, reflecting on the freedoms that were bestowed upon me for the sacrifices of those who served before, sir. I am a fucking beatman. Right, you want right, just right, turned into no. a
2: goddamn comedian out of nowhere. That's hey, great. Now
7: we'll have a, we'll have a real free country if he does that in his living room and his wife is in the other room setting the flag on fire. You're supposed to be able to do what you want. Now we got to get out of
5: here. Stop <laughs> restricting people.
3: No, my my wife's place is in the kitchen. She don't belong watching the TV unless yeah, unless she, she happens some, to she just, glance, just, just looking at, bringing me a beer. That's that's what I'm saying. So uh, no, she's. Ooh, in
2: the actually, Dylan, Dylan's wife. Dylan's wife makes some bomb ass biscuits and gravy. I say, mm-hmm. She fucking <laughs>
3: does. Oh my god! From scratch too. It's half the reason I married her. Don't <laughs> tell her. You well, Hey, Nas. Well,
2: hey hey, hey, thanks for calling in, man. And, uh, and uh, give us a call again. Like a share page, will you? Hi
7: right, man. you be safe.
2: Right, take it easy. That was a good phone
3: call. Oh. Yeah. Thanks, Nas. Appreciate call. it.
2: Yeah, I, w- I wonder. I wonder if that's the real Nas. Oh, I I wonder,
3: I wonder if he'll call him again I don't know I like uh, I like people who can talk shit Cause you know Straight up got me with a fubu
2: I wear fubu Yeah he re- He puts you I in know. check I know I, I like fubu Buy us fuck FUBU, you
3: Fuck you Remember
2: yeah. <laughs> 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 <it> from LA? <laughs> oh, fuck
5: Oh yeah you.
3: I remember that Yeah
2: Well I mean, I mean, we've pretty much. I don't really know how much more we could possibly talk about fucking Colin Kaepernick and this whole thing. But you know what? I fucking went to the effort to get the fucking clip. I'm gonna play. So I want to play. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Stephen A. Jackson, who is one of my more favorite uh, sports analysts on ESPN. This is what he had to say. In fact, this is a very interesting
8: take. I would love to talk about this afterwards.
9: So. What impact will this campaign have on the Nike brand?
8: Unfortunately, I think it'll help the Nike brand. I mean, as of uh, you know, when the markets opened this morning, they were down about three percent, but still up about twenty seven percent year over year. They're gonna make money. They're the largest, uh, you know, they, they dominate the foot the foot gear industry. We all understand that this is who they are. The but the reason why I industry. use the word unfortunate uh, is because I don't know if anybody's gotten this. Nike essentially hijacked this issue. They have now made themselves, instead of Colin Kaepernick, the face of of all of this. And, and you know, you can look at it and you can say, well, Colin Kaepernick taking a knee and Colin Kaepernick has a collusion case against the National Football League and what have you. But Nike essentially hijacked the entire movement because by doing this and commemorating Colin Kaepernick and we're talking about their 30 year commemorating the 30 year, uh, you know, of their just do it campaign or what have you. We're going to find ourselves talking more about Nike now than we are about Colin Kaepernick, than we are about the protests, than we are about the NFL. And maybe it could end up being a good thing, please don't get me wrong, because Colin Kaepernick going up against the NFL is far less formidable than Nike going up against the NFL, if indeed it were to come to something like this. But make no mistake about it, this falls in line with what Nike has consistently been about. They will sit up there and they will embrace the underdog. They will they will embrace somebody uh, that seems to have the world uh, or the odds stacked against them, and they will gravitate and ingratiate themselves with that audience because that's where this that, that's where their consumer base lies. So do you think Nike, the corporation, and we haven't talked about this angle
2: yet, but Nike, the you know multi-billion dollar corporation, they have history of child slave labor. Have a history of um, really bad paid labor from other countries, and now we have this this kind of this juxtaposition of where where do liberals stand now? Do liberals support the anti-police brutality, anti-criminal injust, injustice movement that's headed by Colin Kaepernick? But now it's, is it being hijacked by a corporation? It's kind of like the whole Alice Jones. Being banned by big tech corporations. Do you support big tech corporations, or do you just support free speech? You're kind of caught in the middle of your ideals for a moment. If you're smart, you won't get caught in your ideals. You'll just your ideals will always be fine tuned, and you'll never. There's nowhere to be caught. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like So anyways, both do you think? Right? Yeah. So there you go. And, and I've actually seen a lot of that today, when I compared Colin Cabrick to Rosa Parks, which was really just a thought experiment more than anything. And it got a lot of backlash, which was really funny to me.
1: You're a but, racist.
2: Oh man. Oh yeah. I mean, I got put, I got put through the ringer in that in that thread, but I knew I knew what I meant to do in that thread, so I didn't really care so much. But <laughs> is a corporation hijacking this movement, Dylan? Is that what's happening?
3: No, I think they're taking advantage of it. Their mean, like demographic money, is their demographic is 18 to 35 POCs and the largest demographic of Colin Kaepernick supporters are more than likely 18 to 35 POCs <laughs> and yeah they're fucking smart I mean I don't think they're good I think they're fucking smart and that's probably why they're a business still fuck uh, I don't care I don't give a shit I don't go out and be like bro I gotta get the new Nikes Oh, I got the Nike shirt. Yeah, my hat has Nike. Wait, now I gotta burn it. I don't fucking care, man. Like I don't, think, I don't think there's anything in my room that I'm like, yeah, that's Nike, and I'm gonna go throw it away now. Like I don't even think I know anything in my room or in my clothes to be like, I have at least one Nike shirt. I don't, I don't think I honestly can say if I do or don't.
2: Yeah, I just know that I own one because someone bought it for me, and I and I always thought it was weird to wear because I'm not really a brand guy. I don't wear, like, Adidas or Converse or anything like that. I got, like, a like pair
3: that. of Reeboks. Yeah, but are
2: you a loyal Reeboks guy? I mean, is that what you do? Like, you go out to buy shoes, you're like, gotta fuck, stick with my Reeboks.
3: The only ones I really stick with are DCs.
2: Oh, DCs are the shit, though. I like DCs because oh, they're wide man. for my... I have a wide left foot. So DCs yeah, are, like, club perfect. perfect. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, <laughs> I have a, I, my big toe... My the, the toe right next to my big toe rolls over my big toe, and thus, like maybe I don't have like a wider foot per se. I have a, a more of a vertical foot. I don't know. I just, this has way, been
3: the should. troll foot hour on Triggered and Divided. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Call in and tell us your shoe size: six four six 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 eight two nine five zero. Yeah.
3: Does it have anything to do with so, your dick size? No, I'm kidding. Hopefully. Don't don't answer
2: that. Oh shit. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to upload clips without getting Graham Allen. Do you know who Graham Allen is? He's on CRTV. He has that show Rant Nation. He's mm-hmm. the guy who's always talking in his fucking car. I think he's a former... Oh, yeah. Sunglasses. yeah, I, I, yeah. He's always yeah. shouting really fucking loud. Yeah, he shouts really fucking loud. Um, but he, he, I, I really feel like he made his name ranting about Colin Kaepernick about two years ago in his car. And it really got him a lot of views on the show. But uh, he got back on, in his car and did another rant. And just for Colin Kaepernick, I want to play it for you. All.
0: Put it to you like this. Real revolutionaries that are standing for something that they truly believe in don't get sponsored by major corporations. Because major corporations don't give a crap about your movement. One more time for the people in the back... Nike cares about money, M-O-N-E-Y, money. Here's the thing, man, this isn't about Colin Kaepernick, even though I secretly
8: just don't like the guy. This
0: isn't about kneeling for the anthem, although I find Secret. it to be completely and totally a slap in the face to real American veterans that paid the ultimate real sacrifice American. for you to slap You're them real in the American. face. It's about the fact that we believe. That this revolutionary thing is happening and that the world is coming around to whatever narrative Colin Kaepernick wants the world to think. When at the end of the day, this is simply wool over our eyes, a ploy against marketing and advertising dollars to make Nike Money. You are buying right into it, burning your shoes, because all that's going to do is take the other side that supports it, they're going to triple down and make Nike more money than they've ever made in their life. True sacrifice Nike looks a bit more like Pat Tillman, who actually gave up an NFL career. To join the military and then oh, die fighting for this country.
8: What about? Oh,
3: my God, dude. Hey, bro, you mind if I sit in my car and yell at you about how wildly uninformed I am? Jesus fucking Christ, dude. That guy is nauseating.
2: Let's go to the caller. We just listened to Graham Allen with his Rand Nation talking about colour and Kaepernick. We got a call from the 559 to call the Triggered and Divided
4: Show. We got called today.
6: This is Lorenzo again, guys. How you guys doing?
4: Doing good. How are you doing? Oh, well, not too good, bad. Good,
6: Can't
2: to good, good, to have,
6: good to hear your voice. Awesome. It's good to hear you guys as well. I I've heard. Uh, I hate that guy too. Every time I I see one of his videos, I I like the big buff dude that yells and screams better than him.
3: At least he's entertaining. Oh, the the fucking he, swole guy.
6: Yeah, the guy's like. <laughs> I, I'm in the gym. Totally good days. Kind of sounds like macho. <laughs> like I like that, too. All right. This this guy, every time he comes with, like, like, a talking point, it's always so just vastly unaformed and just one-sided that I just I, – I can't deal with somebody like that, man. Like, even if well, he makes a good Lorenzo, point, he makes, like, two other bad the, ones.
2: <laughs> well, the difference between, like, someone like Graham Allen and, and say, Dylan Knave, Dylan doesn't like what um, Colin Kaepernick has to say. But Dylan actually understands why, what he's actually saying, and why he's saying it. Whereas Graham Allen still sits there and says that Colin Kaepernick is protesting the troops, the flag, yes. and good police. When we all know that he's that's not true. He's
0: disrespecting real see, American veteran heroes.
6: He's I fall their on the race. side. I fall on kind of like the uh, you know a similar stance that Dylan does. I don't really care for what Colin Kaepernick is doing per se, and not just that. I'm a big sports guy. I remember when he started this kind of campaign, and it didn't really seem like this is what it was for initially. It seemed like he was more butthurt about not being able to start. He was, I remember the, game, the first game he sat, it didn't feel like any type of protest for anything other than himself. And if, if it had started off like that, and he'd have made it real clear why he was doing it and what it was about and you know all that good stuff, maybe I'd have been a little bit more keen to buy into this crap, but I, I don't. And Nike, man – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: I, I, I also happen to be a pretty, pretty hefty sports head myself, and I do remember that first game. I, I thought those same things. I'll be honest. I actually thought those same things. I thought it was a little bit right. disingenuous. I was like, who's this fucking dude like? Like, what does he right. know about police brutality? You know, what the fuck does this know about police brutality? Man, when you look in, the, in his background and you look at all the charities and all of the, the, the things that he has represented prior to that, Neil it's consistent. So I was like, okay. Like, this wasn't just some random meal to, to get attention. This guy, like, actually lives that life. And he does. I mean, this right. this guy was a, an adopted child. did I mean, his parents fucking, you know, neglected him, gave him away, all that fucking shit. He came from fucking nothing. And now he's a millionaire. And for some reason that disqualifies him from being able to be an activist. I don't, I don't understand it.
6: I disagree but, with that but I get it. as well. Like, I don't see how being a millionaire, you know, being wealthy disqualifies you from having an opinion on what goes on in this country in general, not just, you know, injustice or anything. I feel like
2: oh, everybody okay. should Sorry, ever, we agreed, say,
6: right. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know why that, why
3: joining the military or having military service Validates anything you've done in your life either That That's the most frustrating part for me Is that he brings up this Well, yeah. oh, Unlike this fucking douche here He joined the military and Actually died for his country I A real American
1: patriot Who loved
6: his
5: well, country he had, yeah, he had to do some, he he to do some research on that portion. That.
6: I, I, Dude my friend he, he leaves out some of the most important points of Pat Tillman's story. The man was killed by friendly fire. His family was deceived by their own country. I mean, where's the justice in that? To me, Pat Tillman would be right out there on the field kneeling with Cap about right. the issues in, of his injustice
2: own, in the country. His, his own country lied about his death, trying to cover it up. And at the right. request, Pat Tillman's family has actually requested people like Graham Allen to stop using Pat Tillman's name. Yeah. Uh, that is a talking point. Yes. Like, they have, they've actually made that request. It's been in the news. Like,
6: Shut the fuck it. up. And, you know? and
2: that's, it's horrible. We're glad, glad we all agree on that. Do that.
6: Yeah, that's something yeah. that I think anybody with any kind of basic, just human decency would agree upon, in my opinion. Like, how can you see Pat Tillman's story? And think to yourself, okay, this is going to be our, our ultra-right-wing hero for the troops and the cops and everybody else out there. Like, this guy got burned by his own country by somebody he was serving with. You know, that's – to me, that's just another, you know, example of the injustices people in this country face. Serving doesn't save you. Nothing saves you from it. You can be from any walk of life practically – Granted, there are some situations in which I feel like you're kind of prone to a little bit more injustice, you know. But still, you can pretty much be from any walk of life and experience it nowadays. It seems to be really Lorenzo. common.
2: Lorenzo, thanks, thanks for giving us a call. we got a lot more phone callers I'm calling in. I want to get to them, but dude, on our show, keep commenting on our page. Love it, Lorenzo. Thank you for calling in. All right, we got a call from the 719 area code. you call in the Sugar and Divided Show. Who are we got calling today?
5: Oh, you know who I am. Who is this?
2: Oh, is this Steve? This is, this is this is Jason. Oh, Jason! Oh, how you doing, Jason? I knew I I knew I recognized your voice. I thought you you sound so much like my um, friend Steve. Oh yeah,
5: I'm better than some, worse than others. How are you guys there?
2: Oh, you're all right. You're all right. What do you want to talk about today, Steve?
5: Steve, Jason. <laughs> the st- Yeah, I've been called worse. Oh, uh, I thought you. Guys what do you want? What do you want to talk about, about today? Whole, I thought you guys were talking about the uh, whole uh, uh, cat versus Rosa Parks thing.
2: Oh, oh God, we, have, we, we get to, yeah, yeah. I mean, I this I told you, I told you earlier, Dylan. I posted about comparing Rosa Parks to Colin Kaepernick and I compared the movement, the awareness factor, not the suffering, not the fucking... There's, there's a, Of course, there's a huge difference between what Rosa Parks did and what Colin Kaepernick did as far as physical actions and consequences to those physical actions. But as far as the awareness, as far as the movement is concerned, I think that the reach is just as similar, and the issue that they're both calling for there to be awareness for is similar. Police... Brutality, civil injustice—I um, mean, criminal justice—I mean, I mean, those are similar things to what was going on in the '60s. But go on, Jason. You tell me what you feel about that.
5: Well, I don't know. I think you're, well, ultimately uh, and realistically, you're comparing apples to oranges. Uh, you were and fruit and fruit don't make apples Why
3: can fruit be compared?
5: Little dicky. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> But but ultimately, here, here's the thing, though. This, this kind of goes back to a, a reoccurring thing of mine. Um, we're still describing a symptom rather than the actual illness itself. It's great that that, you know, he's drawing attention to an issue that's not just affecting a certain race of Americans. It's affecting Americans. That's number one. Uh, this, this has nothing to do about race. The people who want to make it about race are the people who are profiting off of the controversy that's number one
2: uh, uh, I, I can't help but disagree that there is a race element to all of this like you could that, even, you either could say you, can, you could either say two different sentences you could say that African Americans commit fifty percent of the crimes in the country or you could say African Americans are targeted for fifty percent of the crimes in this country i mean if, if you believe in one of those two. It all depends on where you want that race set, race
5: Well who, but who says that it has to be one or the other.
2: Well, it doesn't because typically in this in this, in this in this debate, typically that is where, where well, the, the debate
5: the debate is altruistic. What we're talking about is reality. Is it systemic, Absolutely. fucking Is it affecting only one culture? Absolutely not by like an agreement. If you if you look at the numbers statistically <laughs> statistically white people get shot or incriminated just as much as black people do. The only no, difference don't. is the majority of them have the money to buy out of the case. That's the issue. When you have someone that's a public defender, when they represent someone in case they literally have Five minutes or less per, to review a case, and they are supposed to be representing an individual. Where if you're paying a, a lawyer five thousand dollars, he's gonna pay, he's gonna charge you by the hour. You see what I'm saying? There's a you know, Jay I, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've,
2: justice. I've never actually included that detail into the, the the into the whole conversation. I've never actually thought about and how often how huge. often do white people how often are I mean, and and I hate to say this, but it just is what it is. White people are just more well-off and economically viable than black people at this point. And it's it's getting better.
5: My argument is it's by construct.
2: So you're arguing in the same sense that while you don't think that it's by design that cops target black people more, but you believe that it's by design that white people own more of the economy than black people.
5: Or I can, well, exactly, that, that is the case. And what I can say to prove it is, when we see these increases of white people getting shot down, I can't remember the guy uh, not too long ago, in, I think it was in Vegas, he got shot down with his kids. He was crawling on his hands and knees. White mm-hmm. people really didn't do a shit that much until that hit mainstream media. When that hit mainstream media, all of a sudden, the, the, the needle shifted. Do you see what I'm saying? It's all. Yeah, they they
2: had to care. Okay, it's all. all right, I of what's
5: presented to people until the and, to, and until it hits home with someone, especially when we have this uh, this psychoanalytical divide that's bred into us that because someone is a different color, they are a different type of human than we are, which is bullshit. But then you have this normalization, this incremental normalization of these effects that happen on society. And we sit back and we wonder, oh, well, it's just some black guy in L.A. Oh, you know, crime's real bad. We play it off until it hits home. Hey, Jerry's son down the kid was 18, got out of the car with his hands up, got gunned down. And all of a sudden it starts hitting home. You see what I'm saying? It's not that it's an isolated incident or that it's a racial incident. It's, it's a criminal element in our justice system in American today. That's exactly what it is, and a normalization of it. What's
4: scary
2: well, is the, the mass un, – unfortunately, step- unfortunately, however, these um, common demographical statistics that show a, a real line towards the cops targeting certain demographics of people doesn't really help the true systemic problem, the true real problems that you're actually bringing up. And I do appreciate that exactly. you bring these up. And you know, I I wish that I practiced more, than I what I preached and concentrated more on those issues. But you know, me, I'm I'm more of a I'm a drama queen. I, I love I love the news. I love the, <laughs> the the loops and the vines. But but hey, Jay, we
4: we 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 have more callers, so I'm gonna get to them. But we appreciate the call again.
2: We're gonna be talking about Alex Jones fighting Marco Rubio later on in the show. So call, give us a call back. But I do appreciate the right, call, are we going to call her from the 282?
4: Uh, you're coming to the Sugar Show. Who we got calling today? Is it me? What's uh, up? That, what yeah, up? What's going on? How you doing? It's, it was, it's Josh. Up. What's going on? It's Josh. How you doing, Josh? Yeah, what up, Josh? What's going on? So I, I just wanted to add something to uh, what the last person was saying. Jason, I guess I think his name was. But uh, yes. I mean, if you if you're gonna put start putting uh, race and stuff into the the cop killings and stuff like that, well, I, mean, I keep hearing cops killing black kids. Well, you need to you need to take that statistic and take all the black cops that killed black kids out of it if you're gonna throw race into it. You know what I mean?
2: Wait, wait, what do you say now? So wait, when when you take black cops so out of it,
4: sati- yeah, if you're throwing race into it and saying black kids get killed more often. Then you gotta take the fact that, okay, if it's a racial issue, then you gotta take the black cops killing black kids out of it, out of the equation. No, do man. you have a
2: statistic? Do you have a statistic in front of you, by chance, that states how often black cops are the, the people that are the, you know, the killers of? I mean, not, not even just black not kids. Not directly in front black, of me. Yeah, I, I no, don't either. I think that, that would be that interesting. statistic.
3: That statistic needs to be taken out of there in order to accurately measure. I mean Gosh, even still I, I wouldn't necessarily Oh, well, just because, you know, the, the cop is white and the kid is black, that must mean that it was racially motivated. There's a majority of right. fucking white people. It's not our fault that we happen to be here more. Like that's that's no white person's fault. So, like, you know, no, that's true. And we, we are 70% statistical of the probabl- country. Right. Statistical probability of a police officer being white and the statistical probability of one of the people getting shot being white is greater than the statistical probability of a white cop shooting a black person based off of numbers and population alone. But what Joss is trying Absolutely. to uh, speak to is that if you're going to have an uh, 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 amount of black cops on the force, then you have to remove them from the statistic when they shoot down black kids. But then you also have huh. to have the statistic of when the black cops shoot down white kids. So like, you know, just, just the color alone, a white cop shoots, black kid, racist, black cop shoots, white kid, not
4: racist. That's what I'm saying. So, it's not a racist issue. It's a cop. It's a bad cop issue. It's a, the, their the training is shit. Sure.
2: Well, Josh, let me let, let me ask you a question here. There's a, there's a statistic out there that says that white people and black people okay. use drugs at the same exact rate. Um, I read that statistic on like NPR or something, and it was verified from like the, I don't even know what. Right. I think it was like a Pew study or whatever. In, in any event, they they use drugs at the same exact rate. Yet six percent okay. of the population, black men, represent fifty percent of the prison population for mostly nonviolent drug offenses. So, like, I mean, that's where, that's where people, you know, are up in arms about, like, well, if black and white people are doing the same crime equally, why is it that black men, which only represent, like, 6% of the whole fucking shebang, and white men represent 35%, white people represent 70 and yet 6% still represent 50% of the population in the prison system? I don't understand that. I mean, that's
4: Why does,
3: why does part targeting. of the population suck at getting away with
4: crime? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was about
0: um, <laughs> Stop <being> getting caught <laughs> Motherfuckers <laughs>
3: We don't celebrate losers In this country
2: Hey you to take this moment I want to take this moment To remind everybody
1: John McCain is dead
4: Yeah Fuck him <laughs> 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 oh,
2: shit. Oh, pardon me, Sorry. I had to get a little humor in there. Uh,
4: humor. Uh, tell us how you really
2: feel. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's too soon to say. I'm glad he's fucking dead. No, it's not, because we said that last week. So. Yeah, I right, missed well, last well, week too. I saw you missed a doozy. You gotta, you gotta catch that on iTunes or something. I'll, I'll send, you
4: a, send you a link. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, all right, brother.
2: Well, Josh, thank you so much for calling in. We're going to move on to the next topic.
4: Later, yeah, buddy. It's, it's, been,
2: it's been a good good show so far. This is the most quality we've had in a long time. Feels good. Hell yeah. Fuck uh, yeah. Anyway, I mean, we've really covered the the Kaepernick topic pretty freaking deeply. I mean, we went into the corporation aspect of it. Is Nike hijacking the deal? Is this a money issue? Is this a race issue? How do people feel? I feel like we've gotten a well-grounded opinion on this. I'm really proud of you, Dylan, for... Really, I mean, you, you really surprise me sometimes with your opinion. Sometimes I don't know, like, who you are when you're trolling so hard. Then you come out and say something so introspective that I'm like, what?
3: Oh, Dylan has a I'm fucking Dylan. medulla oblongata up there, weird.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a, you know, it took me and
3: it, You still sound like you're throwing that microphone halfway across the room.
2: Uh, I'm gonna throw. I'm just. I'm throwing my dick halfway across the room. That's just what I'm oh,
3: doing. It's, throw it further. I want to catch it.
2: It's just the reverb. Uh, so what do you got? What do you got for us today about the John McCain's daughter? I know you. You were working on something with the so John McCain.
3: I I think you know. Despite the politicizing of the funeral, um, and despite everybody being all up in arms about what McCain's daughter said. Um, I wholeheartedly agree with it. Uh, I've got about a minute and a half here for a little speech, and and I'm just going to play it for you.
9: The America of John McCain is the America of the revolution. Fighters with no stomach for the summer soldier and the sunshine patriot, making the world anew with the bells of liberty. The America of John McCain is the America of Abraham Lincoln, fulfilling the promise of the Declaration of Independence that all men are created equal and suffering greatly to see it through. The America of John McCain is the America of the boys who rushed the colors in every war across three centuries, knowing that in them is the life of the Republic. And particularly those by their daring, as Ronald Reagan said, gave up their chance at being husbands and fathers and grandfathers and gave up their chance to be revered old men. The America of John McCain is, yes, the America of Vietnam. Fighting the fight, even in the most forlorn cause, even in the most grim circumstances, even yeah, in the most and hostile corner of the world, standing even defeat for the life and liberty of other peoples in other lands. The America of John McCain is generous, and welcoming, and bold. She is resourceful and confident and mature. She meets her responsibilities. Oh she speaks quietly because she is strong. America does not boast because she has no need to. The America of John McCain has no need to be made great again because America was always great.
3: Granted, her tone of disdain because of, you know that was her little punchline could have been without it. But America was always great, as false as it may have had. America has always been great, and the great thing about America is our ability to change. And mobilize when we see something is broken. So all these people who say, yeah, well, at one point, black people had three-fifths of a vote. Right. That was something that was wrong. And we mobilized to change it. That's why this country is great. So I, I completely agree with her. Um, when, when people want to get something done for this country, people get it done. So I, America has always been great. Let's keep it that way. <laughs>
2: All right. You you don't see that as any kind of salty uh, side-eye hit to Donald Trump?
3: Oh, completely it is. That's definitely what the purpose of it was. But I, I, I agree with the message, but I don't agree with what she thinks her message is. You know what I mean? Like, America was always great, bitch. You're not really making a slant at anyone. You're just totally saying what it is. America has been great. Good job.
2: All right. I like that. I like that. Like that.
3: That's why I have a hey, I keep America great hat. I don't have a make America great again hat because we're, we don't need to make America great again. I mean, we need to keep it great. It's already great. It's been great. It is great. It will be great. Keep great. I, got, I got
2: the liberal view that, well, it's 2018 and we're barely 50 years removed from civil rights. I don't believe our country was ever great to begin with. I think in the 1700s, it was great for a few. It was great for white men, and that was probably about it. It wasn't good for natives. It wasn't good for foreigners. It wasn't good for women. It wasn't good for blacks. It wasn't good for anyone else. And we have right, as a country... What I, said. All that.
3: I didn't, I didn't course, say I that it was perfect. I didn't say it was perfect. No, no, no. It,
2: perfect, perfect is when You come home, and no one bothers you, and you get to fucking – I I, I got nothing. Hi, I'm a proud liberal. It's –
3: check the date. and (laughs) Hold on. Check this. You ready? Hi, I'm a proud liberal. It's – check the date and say what year it is. 2018. I think that it's time we have state-desired thing here. Okay? It's a basic human right. Like, okay, dude – who gives well, a fuck? Wait, fuck wait, 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 why
2: are you com- why are you coming at me? You're coming at me all the wrong way, Dylan. I I don't even know why you put coming with that liberal bullshit. I am just trying to tell you that I know how it was for people that weren't me and you fairly recently, and it was never great for everyone. Right now in 2018, it is fucking amazing. Like when you have with great, it is a
3: great country. That's the point. The country is great because we have the ability and now, to now, make those and changes. And now it is
2: great for everyone. Yes, absolutely. I agree with you there. Well, no, but it's
3: not. Say it's clearly not great for it, everyone. Trannies don't know which fucking bathroom to use. Apparently, there's oh still fucking God. problems because people want to fuck each other in furry costumes and won't know, know, don't know how to fucking act in public. It's still a fucking issue and still a problem for people. It's not that great because you can't breastfeed your baby in public. Like, it's not perfect. It's not great for everyone. It's just there's shit.
2: Look, I wanted to get to breastfeeding this episode. but We're not going to get to breastfeeding this episode. So we'll have to get next to it next week. But I do want to get to Eminem brand new single, 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 single that he just
0: came out with, single, oh, I why i not a DJ. Making my way through the hood, sipping this yak, niggas about to get blown with the Mac, click it, get, get, get. Oh, it, 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 riding around the block with a Glock. Yo, ass fan, get shot! That's the balance one. That's the grenade
7: launcher. What
0: the fuck? You never heard of Skinbone?
2: He's fucking hilarious. Oh, I, think he's a, yeah. I think he's a Sound God rapper, but he, uh, he redid, you know, whoever did that song. <laughs> Was it Paula Cole or something?
3: I have no yeah. idea.
2: That is not I m M&M and did come out with a new album, and it did. Hot fucking fire, and I haven't been able to say that for at least 10 years. More than that. Hot fire. Hot yeah. fire. It's called Kamikaze, and I have probably listened to it every single day this week. It is, uh, I actually, like, I started dissing it before I even listened to it, because I just assumed it was going to be as shitty as Revival and Recovery, but it wasn't. It's actually really good. Was it
3: I, approved? I, I haven't listened to the new single yet
2: Have you listened to anything On the album at um, all?
3: I have not actually You I are fake no, news You are fake news I've, I've heard the uh, The diss track that he wrote to MGK And then I heard the MGK Diss track he wrote to him Mm, that's about it i've been playing a lot of minecraft lately dude like i said i've been checking the <laughs> fuck out of social media i've been trying 100 percent minecraft legit oh. and survival, dude. It's
2: going pretty well. okay so so then then you're in a for a fucking treat because i wouldn't steer you the wrong way i know i'm a 36 year old white dude white straight dude even but like eminem was my man i i, I listen to eminem like like I listen to all his fucking albums. Every album that he came out with, I I knew every word to every song. I haven't listened to Eminem in 10, 12 years because every album that he comes out with sucks since the uh, Eminem show. This one is finally, I'm like, wow, this is unbelievable. It's fire. And I wish I could play some of it for all you. But they're fucking, they're his, whatever his, uh, his contract with or his record label, they have YouTube on lock, Dylan. Because I couldn't find a single song that wasn't slowed up, was slowed down or, or turned up without it being taken down like moments after. And you could probably get your whole YouTube account deleted if you uh, violate these copyright copyrights.
3: <laughs> you better give money for noise.
2: Give me your
3: <laughs> money for sound.
2: <laughs> right? All right, so. You listen to Trigger and you're Divided. We have about 10 minutes left on this show. We're going to go 90 minutes today. Uh, we have one topic left, and we're going to run through it real quick. Uh, I, I don't know if, I don't know if, you're, if, you've, if you've seen this yet, but uh, Alex Jones went to Washington D.C. yesterday. Yesterday was a congressional hearing for YouTube, uh, Apple, and Facebook, and they all went there to talk about. Um, censorship in the age of social media with these big tech giants. Um, I actually don't, I don't really know what went on in the, in the hearing, but I do know that um, Alex Jones went there strictly for this, and he waited outside the courtroom, and he confronted Marco Rubio, who was inside the hearing, and this is...
6: I think the bigger bias is against freedom of expression. Everybody should be, there's a, there's a, look,
1: I, I support here. going after. here, but you say I don't exist. Is that a heckler or a depressing gaggle? Look at this guy. The He's <laughs> saying that I don't exist. And they're I just don't know who you are, man. I don't read your website. Sure. And they demonize so me, me and these well, very here, hearings. The, the qu- and then he plays dumb. Here's the question. Infowars.com, do you, do you, you
9: know what it is. Oh, does, does, does Google, does, does Facebook, does That's Do they need to be regulated <laughs> like what? Do they need to be regulated? Mark <laughs> a room.
8: It's <laughs> crazy. This is boy dumbass. All right, man. Who are you, I swear to God, I don't know who you are, man. You better hope you're deplatforming.
1: Tens of millions of views.
9: Infowars. Better than Rush Limbaugh.
8: He knows who Infowars well, is. Playing this joke over here. That's why hey, the deplatforming didn't work.
9: But but, but here's here's sure. the question. Here's the question.
8: Hey, don't touch me again, man. I'm asking you not to
1: touch
9: me.
0: I don't know who you are. Not You're not going to get arrested, amendment. man. You're not, not going to get arrested. I'll take, take care amendment. of
1: myself. Oh, oh, he'll call. Oh, 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 I didn't say you that. Yeah, no, I have to be I'm so mad. Dude, let me at him. That sounds You are like you are literally like wow.
9: There are there are people in this country who feel
1: threatened physically. Take care of me.
9: There are people who feel that they're being um silenced. They feel like they're being silenced by big companies like Google, social media platforms, Facebook goes Rubio. Do you believe that these, these – <laughs>
2: heckled Rubio for long over the minute and 16-second clip I had. And, and honestly, the audio clip just doesn't give the full video justice. Um, what you what you were listening to was Alex Jones going straight up to the front line of a Marco Rubio press conference of what it seems, though. You have this C, this poor CBS reporter is just trying to ask him a question, and she just keeps you – know, like he, Marco Rubio is like, I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. And the CBS reporters going, he's infowars, he's infowars. <laughs> and the host like, I do you not know who the fuck I am. He moves all the way up to the front line. He moves past all the reporters. Stands alongside Marco Rubio, and then pats him on his back like that condescending, like I could kick your ass, pat. You know what I'm talking about, doing like that, like aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he did, yeah, he did that to Marco Rubio. Marco Rubio turns fucking furious. <laughs> Don't do that again. You're going to the you can no. call the cops. on me I'll take I'll care of it myself. myself. I respect him for that, honestly. What are you going to do? I think Alex Jones will whoop his ass, but all that dude, super male vitality that he's been taking. I
3: called him Scrappy-Doo during the election, and it still holds true. A little fucking Scrappy-Doo. Let me at him. Let me at him. I'll take care of him myself. <laughs> See, Alex Jones uh, had like 40 fucking pounds on him. I swear to God, easy. that guy would get flattened. <sighs>
2: Yeah, that little nugget fell this morning. I was like, did that really happen? Holy shit. I've seen,
3: I've seen a video or somebody put a picture up on Twitter saying Alex Jones ranting coming, just saw him heckling Marco Rubio outside, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, boy.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that was a thing. Marco Rubio kept calling him a heckler and kept, you know, insinuating that he had no idea who this, this like crazy <laughs> polarizing man Alex, I have know no
3: idea I was who as. the I have no idea who the seven largest tech company social media network and platforms <laughs> just fucking isolated a few weeks ago. I've never heard of this. How are you an elected yeah, this official ha- if you have fucking This guy heard of it?
2: has. This guy has more online views than CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC combined. I actually, scratch that. He no longer has those views anymore because he was fucking banned. <laughs>
3: I don't know who he is. You don't. I don't. I don't have the. You don't walk around the blue check mark next to your face. I just don't know who you are. <laughs> All right?
2: What, can we that? Wait, is the blue check mark—Twitter or is that
3: Facebook? Both, bro. Facebook's got one too. Well,
2: he's not banned from Facebook or from from uh Twitter. Hmm. So
3: you probably know. haven't verified him.
2: I don't know. Marco Rubio, though. You got to give him credit though For at least fucking entertaining The the thought of fighting Alex Jones Live right. in Washington D.C. I mean I was listening to Infowars uh, Monday morning And they were saying that You know later this week Alex Jones is going to go to Washington D.C. To confront all these people That are accusing him And that's the thing they, they, get, they get Google in the room They get Facebook in the room They get Apple in the room They get YouTube in the room But they never get Alex Jones in the room You know Right exactly yeah. We gotta stand up For the band Dylan But that's that That was Alex Jones That was Marco Rubio And that's our show
3: Damn so. Already
2: yeah. Already Already That was a good 90 minutes of fire Yeah it I don't feel like I was very I, was, I, don't,
3: I don't feel like I involved myself As much as I should have But I was glad To be here for the ride <laughs>
2: I I, I I love being able to talk to you once a week About the absolute horse bullshit That goes on in this world It's incredible It's a joke to me really
3: Alright guys well we're going to wrap up here You can reach us every week 646-668-2950 During the broadcast You can get us up on uh, Facebook and Instagram During the week Not Twitter though because we still banned Fuck you Antifa Suck my dick faggot Got it in your (laughs) body And uh, anyway, um, you know, this week we got to go ahead and discuss Kaepernick that? and how great he is. Yeah, Bobby doesn't like that. Um, but we got to discuss Kaepernick. We got to discuss Alex Jones, John McCain. Next week, you can go ahead and let us know what you want to talk about. Maybe we'll include it in the show. Maybe we'll tell you to fuck yourself. I don't really know. Breastfeeding.
2: Breastfeeding.
3: Breastfeeding. All right. We'll get that in there. We'll talk about some boobies. Anyway, I'm Dylan. That's Bobby.
10: Catch
3: yeah. you guys Peace. next week.
10: Take a fucking joke Oh, you want some fucking smoke But not literally, you'll choke Yeah, I'll acknowledge you're the GOAT But I'm the gunner, bitch, I got you in the scope Don't have a heart attack now Somebody help your mans up Knees weak or O.A. The real Slim Shady can't stand up I'm sick of them sweatsuits and them corny ass. Let's talk about it I'm sick of you being rich and you still mad Let's talk about it Off of a single dad in the Midwest We can talk about it Or we can get gully. your size up your body And put some white chalk around it Hello, Marshall, my name's Colson you should go back to recovery. I know your ego is hurting just knowing that all of your fans discovered me. He like, damn, he a younger me. Step he dresses better and I'm ugly. Always making fun of me. Stop all the thuggery. Marshall, you living in luxury. Hey, look what you've done to me. Dropped an album just because of me. Damn, you in love of me. You got money, but I'm hungry. I like a diss, but you won't say them lyrics out in front of me. Shout out to every rapper that's a fun of me. Know that I'll never do you like the fuckery. Still bitter after everyone loves you. Pull that wedgie out your dungarees. Hey, I gotta respect the OGs. And I know most of them personally. Hey, but you just a bully acting like a baby. So I gotta read you a nursery. I'm the ghost of the future, and you just have the knees of Scrooge. I said I'm flexed, anyone can get it. I ain't know it would be you. I'm sick of them sweatsuits and them corny ass, Let's talk about it. I'm sick of you being rich and you still mad. Let's talk about it. Bob of us sing single dad's from the Midwest, we can talk about it. Or we can get good at your size up your body and put some white chalk around it. Hey. Riding shoddy, cause I got a road is dope. It's a fast road when your idols become your rivals. Yeah. Never hesitate to say it to your face. I'm an asshole. Oh God, what the God, fuck God. We know you get nervous, rabbit. I see mama's spaghetti all over your sweater. I wish you would lose yourself in the records that you made a decade ago. They were better. According to them, you're a national treasure. To me, you're a soft as a feather. The type to be scared to ask Rihanna for a number. Just hold her umbrella, Ella, Ella. I'm not a fan. Okay, Oscar the Grouch. still on the couch. You got an Oscar. Damn, can anyone else get food in their mouth for real. They made a movie about you. You in everybody's top ten. You're not getting better with time. It's fine, Eminem. Put down the pen or write an apology, or with a simple fact you had the dish to acknowledge me. I am the prodigy. How could I even look up to you? You ain't as tall as me. Five eight, man. I'm six four. Seven punches hold your head still. Last time you saw Eight Mile was at home on a treadmill. You were named after a candy. I was named after a gangster. And don't be a sucker and take my verse off of yellow Ops album. Thank you. Thank. You. I just wanna feed my daughter. You try to stop the money to support her. you don't Everyone always talk about the action. Text me to Addy, I'm pulling up scrap And I'm by my fucking self, what's happening? Yes, he has the cat to salute me Or shoot me. That's what he's gonna have to do to me when he realizes that it ain't shit he can do to me. Everybody always hated me. This isn't anything new to me. Yet yeah, there's a difference between us. I got all of my shit without Dre producing me. I know you're not used to me. Usually one of your disses should ruin me. A bitch up from Cleveland, everybody quiet to see that. I'm reading the eulogy. He dropped an album called Kamikaze. So that means to kill him he fucked one rapper's girl this week Don't make me call Kim I'm sick of them sweatsuits and them corny ass, Let's talk about it I'm sick of you being rich and you still mad Let's talk about it Both of a single dads from the Midwest We can talk about it Or we can get good of your size up your body And put some white chalk around it